Today, researchers have rediscovered ancient evidence from the time of Christ that reveals exactly how and why the rapture must occur. Find out more on today's episode of A View from the Wall. Join I Am A Watchman Ministries Managing Editor Joe Kerr with co-host Dylan Burroughs, bringing you a fascinating discussion regarding the importance of Bible prophecy and Christian living today as it relates to our responsibility as believers to be watchmen. This is A View from the Wall. Welcome to A View from the Wall. I'm Dylan Burroughs here today with co-host Joe Kerr as we discuss an amazing topic portrayed in the brand new film, Before the Wrath from Ingenuity Films, and we hear today from Brent Miller, Jr. Brent, welcome to A View from the Wall. Oh, thank you so much. It's an honor to be here. Well, we are honored to be with you as well, and we're excited about this film, Before the Wrath, and it really starts with the beginning of Ingenuity Films itself. The film company has a great story. So before we do anything else, I want to give you the opportunity to share with our listeners how you began Ingenuity Films. How did it start? What is the story and purpose behind it? Yeah, thank you so much. It's pretty unique, in fact. Um, when I was first living uh, and working in Manhattan uh, for various Fortune 100 companies, including MTV Networks, um, a lot of new media broadcast uh, type of large-scale engagements, I was there on the day of 9-11 on that horrific event. And, mm. uh, and back then, I was not walking with the Lord like so many people in the country. I was a self-proclaimed Christian, but did not have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And so after that day uh, on 9-11, you know, in the news, and then you would hear a lot of sensationalized media about uh, Islam and Allah and even, you know, prophecies, uh, you know, so-called prophecies from sources like Nostradamus, and then biblical prophecy was thrown into that same bucket. And it was so convoluted and confusing, but uh, as it was to most of the population, but it, it, it did kind of bring up some very interesting topics is is that many people wanted to seek, was there any truth to this? It was the first time people uh, were hearing about Islam. They were hearing about religious conflict. They were hearing about Bible prophecy to whole new generations that had no background about it. And I was one of those people. And that's what set me on a path to explore the various religions, religious beliefs and topics, such as uh, end times eschatology, to see is there any truth in this? What is really going on in the world today? Um, And it was through that search that actually led me to the only rational conclusion that Jesus Christ was in fact the Messiah and the one and only true God. So having years of working um, in pretty high levels of management uh, and development for Fortune 100 um, that kind of picked up anti-biblical views, you know, uh, and and kind of ran with these popular opinions all for the sake of, of sales and marketing and PR, of course. Uh, Ingenuity Films was started to combat um, those misconceptions, to kind of fight against those pop- popular opinions, to to really teach why the Bible is completely valid in these end times. You've got four different films that you've touched the subject of Bible prophecy in different ways, last day's events and things. For our audience who may not be familiar with some of the other films, give us a, a little tease of each of the others. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, um, we did uh, The Final Prophecies, um, which was surprisingly a a number one hit in the United States, Um, and of course, Decoding the Future, and most recently, which I'm sure most people are familiar with now, is The Coming Convergence, 
which was one of the number one best-selling uh, documentaries in America in 2017 and much of 2018. It was just a, a phenomenal hit. Um, and all these films do focus um, a lot on eschatology um, because we feel is that this this topic of Bible prophecy is being marginalized more with each passing year. Um, and we have some of the, the frightening statistics here, um, which are from uh, research that was conducted in the production of Before the Wrath that prove it's absolutely occurring. But the reason why so many of these films are based on Bible prophecy is because the world really has forgotten why prophecy exists in the first place. Um, everything God does is for a reason, and it, it's absolutely perfect judgment and absolutely brilliant. And the reason why prophecy exists is for God to prove that he is God. Uh, it's what separates it from all other so-called religious texts in the world. Um, I mean, even in the scriptures, uh, the Jews are told, I tell you what's going to happen, so when you see these things happen, you know that I am. I mean, that that's really the point. Um, but prophecy has, has become sensationalized and therefore marginalized, and Ingenuity Films produces um, films like The Coming Convergence to actually present biblical prophecy in a way that uses statistics uh, and apologetics and evidences to not only speak to the believing world, but even more so to the non-believing world to explain and, and truly deduct why these things are true. How is the film Before the Wrath different from the other ones? Well, Before the Wrath is really such a, a, a fascinating production. Um, it's been three years in the works. Uh, the first year was all pre-production where we would work, um, with the researchers that were involved in doing a lot of new anthropological research in the Middle East, uh, associated with Hebrew University, um, in Jerusalem and a lot of various experts around the United States. And this addresses specifically not just biblical prophecy as, as a whole and, and validating the scriptures, but specifically addresses the rapture, which is kind of a terrifying thing because it, it's one of those topics that people aren't really sure how to address when it comes to the non-believing world. Um, in fact, if you walk up to your average non-believer and mention you know, the rapture, they'll, they'll probably run away. They don't understand it. It sounds so sensationalized. And the tragedy is that even most Christians today, and this is a growing trend, don't even understand it. Um, they don't understand why it has to happen. Um, there's tremendous amount of infighting um, and uh, contention regarding the timing, and even if it's actually going to happen. Uh, what we discovered during this research is that when it comes to the timing of the rapture, surprisingly, only 36% of Christians in the United States actually believe in a pre-tribulation rapture. You have 4% that believe in the mid-trib, 18% in the post-trib, and it, it breaks down more and more after that to many different various beliefs. But keep in mind, if 36% of self-proclaimed Christians in the West believe in the pre-trib -pre rapture, that means the majority of Christians as a whole don't believe in any one thing. It's all over the place. And so the contention is really increasing. So when you have this kind of division within the Church— no wonder why we're not adequately explaining things like the rapture, even the return of Christ, to the non-believing world. If the Church, if you will, doesn't even understand how these things are going to happen, well, how can we explain it to others? 
Right. Well, that's such a key point. But one thing I love about this new film, Before the Wrath, is the array of experts that you have involved in this. Tell us briefly before we go to break some of the people involved in the film, and then when we come back, we can talk more about that. Yeah, absolutely. We have what is arguably one of the most amazing rosters of Bible prophecy experts I've ever seen in a prophecy film. Uh, we have Jack Hibbs, uh, Jan Markell from Olive Tree Ministries, J.D. Farag, Amir Safadi from Behold Israel, Jay McCarl, and the executive director, Scott McConnell from Lifeway Research, which was um, involved in a lot of the, the trend lines and, and the data that we got from uh, from Christianity here in the West and kind of how it's changing some of these terrifying and frightening trends. And in addition to that, um, also from Lifeway is uh, Lizette Dillinger, who's their qualitative director, who's phenomenal uh, with some of her trend line data. And of course, when we were uh, talking to various celebrities, uh, Christian celebrities, as few as there are out there um, here in California, um, we got a hold of Kevin Sorbo, who's a very uh, an outspoken uh, conservative Christian uh, in the news. And when we discussed some of these new findings that were coming up from the Middle East, um, he was on board instantly. And so this film is narrated by Kevin Sorbo himself. Well, these are some fascinating experts to have involved. We want to talk more about this when we come back on A View from the Wall. So stick with us. From I Am a Watchman Ministries, here's today's I Am a Watchman Minute. Did you know we are living in a time when Bible prophecies are being fulfilled? In fact, more prophecies have been fulfilled in the last 70 years than in the 700 years leading up to that point in history. God is on the move. I understand why some may have reservations about studying prophecy. Much about the future is troubling. And yes, the ominous events in the book of Revelation are coming, but wonderful things are also coming. Bible prophecy references the glorious appearing, reward for believers, the wedding feast of the Lamb, and the millennial reign of Christ. And before any of those events, Jesus will come in the rapture to rescue his people. Are you ready for the Lord's return? We hope you'll take advantage of free I Am A Watchman resources to learn more. Be bold. Be faithful. Be a watchman. Iamawatchman.com Welcome back to A View from the Wall. This is Dylan Burrows along with Joe Kerr, and we have been talking with Brent Miller, who is behind the new film Before the Wrath. Brent, why is there a rapture at all? Uh, because we want people to see the film and discover the full answer. So what can you tell us about that question, the rapture? I mean, that's really the biggest question, isn't it? Why is there a rapture? And oh, of course. surprisingly, that's one that even most Christians can't answer today. Never mind the non-believing world. Um, in fact, because so many don't understand why it has to happen, why there's one at all, is that I uh, previously mentioned that 36% of Christians believe in a, in a pre-trib rapture, and that there's a lot of contention about the timing of it. But what I didn't mention, and what's probably the most shocking, is that 25% of all Christians and pastors actually no longer believe in the rapture. One out of four. And that is a shocking statistic and one that's actually growing by the year. And it's for that very reason that we don't understand why the rapture has to happen. To most people, and especially the non-believing world, it, it sounds so sensationalized that they don't really give it a lot of thought. But if 
you look at the, the, the full theological picture of white, what Christ taught the Galileans in the first century, it really solidifies why the rapture has to happen, why it is absolutely real and must happen. And that's exactly what this film addresses head on. It, it unveils newly discovered evidence that it, that doesn't change theology in any way. It validates what's already in the Bible. It, it's supportive evidence that really explains what's there so that it all makes perfect, perfect sense of what Christ taught in the first century and why he has to come back for us. Okay, you brought that up, and and I'm an amateur archaeologist, just returned from Israel. Of course, they're discovering things under parking lots over there. You refer to lost evidence from the time of Christ, without giving away too much, because we definitely want people to see the movie. What evidence has been found recently that specifically validates the rapture as opposed to the city of David or any of the other things that have been discovered there recently? Mm-hmm. Well, it's funny you should mention that, finding it under parking lots. That's absolutely true. In fact, even uh, interviewing Jack Hibbs, who I uh, talk to every now and then um, uh, about various discoveries, he said you can't even sink a a shovel into the ground without pulling up evidence in Israel these days. And it's absolutely true. Um, But the evidence, uh, and this is why I think it's gone so unnoticed for centuries, and why only now is this being unveiled in the film before the wrath, and it's never been discussed before, even though parts and pieces of it have. The full picture, the full conclusion has never been presented, and that's what really separates wrath from anything that has ever been released in regards to the rapture. Um, and uh, it, and it's really a, a, a two-fold approach here, is that one, there is some archaeological evidence but the new archaeological evidence has been brought up. And I'll give you just a little quick example in a second. It also supports what they're discovering in the field of anthropology. Now, we have to to step back and and remember that we know that Jesus was was Jewish, but what we don't really consider is that he was more than that. He was a Galilean, specifically. And what we're now discovering is that the Galileans um, had specific cultural differences uh, from the epicenter of, of Jewish activity, which is you know, in, in Jerusalem um, uh, back in the first century. And remember, most of Jesus' disciples were Galileans. And so they had certain things in their customs that were truly set apart from anyone else in the entire rest of the world, including other Jews in other parts of Israel. And so when Jesus spoke to his disciples specifically, and also specifically about the end of days, about his return, about the rapture specifically, and that's the shocking part, he related to them in ways that directly was understood by a Galilean viewpoint, not just a Jewish viewpoint. And so a lot of these types of things that we look at, these comparisons, for example, the Jewish wedding, um, so a lot of similarities. I mean, Jan Markell will tell you about this. J.D. Farag will tell you about this. Most theologians and, and good pastors know a lot about these comparisons. Um, but what was missed is the depth of what Jesus was really saying, is that when he was speaking to his disciples about his return and some of those parallels with the Jewish wedding, it wasn't just a Jewish wedding. It was a Galilean wedding. And there's some big differences, ones that actually make the rapture kind of puts it more into focus. Um, and, and even though I could, I could go on forever about some of these discoveries, here's one example. Um, just even understanding the depth of what Jesus meant by he's going to return as a thief in the night. We have to step back and remember that Jesus used parables 
pictures, et cetera, to, to kind of explain the things of heaven, to kind of explain the spiritual truth, uh, spiritual truths that kind of cross different cultural barriers. And so when he explained things, for example, to his, to his disciples, he used their culture and understanding so that they could understand the bigger truth, the spiritual truths of God. So when he was talking about his return and that he would return as a thief in the night, that they understood, you know, that he would return as a thief in the night in the end times, a lot of us take that for granted, say, well, that, that, that's just the way God wants to do it. Yes, but not exactly. There's a reason behind it. There's a reason why Christ must return as a thief in the night, and it's one that the Galileans completely understood, and it's 100% about the rapture. And the rapture is absolutely, when you see the big picture of what Christ taught the Galileans about his return and the end of days and, and why he had to go away to prepare a place and why he's, you know, it said he's going to return as a thief in the night, and you look at the why, the why, the why— the rapture ends up being such an integral part of the entire plan of God in the end times that you realize that you can't remove it. You can't remove it. It's just that we've, in our Western minds, 2,000 years separated from the original culture that completely understood a lot of these concepts that Christ was teaching his disciples and others, that we've forgotten why it has to happen. We're so focused on the timing that we don't stop and ask, why? And it's that why that is the key to understanding why not only the rapture is real and must happen, but it's also the key as to explaining why this is absolutely real to non-believers that just cannot wrap their head around the concept. And for those of you listening, remember this is BeforeTheWrath.com is the film website. We'll be back with more on the topic in just a moment here on A View from the Wall. Stick with us. The rapture can happen at any time. You may be ready, but are your friends and family spiritually prepared for the coming of the Lord? What will happen to those left behind? We've created a new resource to help you help them. It's called the Rapture Kit. Included in the Rapture Kit is a Bible and vital information on what the rapture is and how to prepare for what's to come. The Rapture Kit also includes eight books on prophecy, apologetics, the Christian walk, and being a watchman for the Lord, plus a number of video and audio teachings all preloaded on an eight gigabyte flash drive. Become more strategic and active in your witnessing. Warn the lost about the coming rapture and help individuals in the post-rapture world be drawn to Christ, equipping them to become the next generation of ministry leaders. Learn more and order at rapturekit.org. Welcome back to A View from the Wall. This is Dylan and Joe, and we've been talking with Brent Miller Jr. about his new film, Before the Wrath. And it's exciting to me to see a refreshing Christian film that's made with amazing quality, with top experts in the field, highly biblically accurate, but also well-produced. Now, we don't sometimes see that in the Christian film genre, even though that's changing more today. But I want to take a little bit of time and let Brent today talk about some of the special aspects of the film that I think are compelling and really will want to make you go to BeforeTheWrath.com and get a copy of it today. Go ahead and share a little bit about that, if you would, Brent. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much. Well, when it comes to the production of uh, of Before the Wrath, I, I think for most people, when you see the trailer, you kind of see the direction this whole whole film was heading. And even though it's a docudrama, it, it's 
it's just that it's a drama and it, it even the people we've seen who have been here uh, in the production office who have seen kind of rough screeners uh, and rough cuts of it have been absolutely blown away about how captivating and attention grabbing it is and uh, I, I think why we're not seeing that as much in the world today when it comes to Christian productions is because a lot of Christian producers are producing Christian films purely for the Christian audience. And there is nothing wrong with that, obviously. Um, there's some fantastic Christian films. I try to see every single one in the theater um, and uh, just to, to, to support the industry. And there, there's some that are phenomenal. Um, but Ingenuity Films takes kind of a different approach because we produce documentaries and we utilize apologetics to try and reach the non-believing world. And remember, I think some of this comes from my background, is that I didn't grow up following Christ, not even really being a believing Christian, just a Christian in name, but not actually in action. And, and I found Christ through looking into things like eschatology and just, it, it, it really it allowed for God to use that to draw me to himself and, and to discover the truth. And so we tried to kind of produce a film with the production quality, the visual effects, and and the message of not necessarily what most people want to hear, but what they need to hear. And it's produced in a way that is meant to be captivating and just really catch a diverse audience of both believers and non-believers alike. And I think you did a great job with that. You reference in the trailer as well, which people can see online, that even though there is some new bombastic video out every day, this end times message is really a message of hope. And you talk about reigniting hope in Before the Wrath. How is it possible that it's a hopeful message if there's so much bad news in the last days? You know, a lot of the bad news that we see, I think some of it is being interpreted as bad news because we don't see the hope that's behind it. We don't, most people don't recognize that there's a hope there. That means Christ is coming back to fix all the problems that, that we are causing through, through sin and, uh, and the rejection from God um, with happening everywhere in the world. And so, you know, th- there's a hopeful message behind everything that's happening. And that's why I think those who are, who are watching, the Christians that are looking for the signs that are waiting for Christ's return, I think that's why they are the most hopeful people in the entire world during these these unbelievably volatile times. And so also, I think that what most of the public is interpreting as bad news, um, especially when it comes to sensationalized prophecy, is also completely misunderstood and taken out of context. I mean, we have to remember that even most Christians now in the Church, um, their only experience with biblical prophecy are sensationalized headlines, you know, that these bad news headlines and these sensationalized headlines that we're seeing and it's the same exposure that even the non-believing world receives from, you know, about Bible prophecy. So you're taking something where they're, they're receiving, you know, sound bites, if you will, like, you know, 10 seconds to 60 second sound bites of, of biblical prophecy happening every day or every week and every month. Um, and yet it, it, it's, these kind of things are based on just half-truths and completely convoluted half-truths and misconceptions. And so I think that's what's leading to eschatology as being viewed as a fringe topic in the world, and it's all viewed as, as doom and gloom, whereas the reality is that it's, it's the blessed hope. Um, and it's shocking, even in, in the film, if I can quote Jan Markell, that it, it's absolutely shocking that what was good, what was a hope to be looked for, has become um, a downer, has become doom and gloom. And it, it just it's absolutely amazing that that's occurring. 
Well, I'm glad you said that because so much of what we want to do is to equip and encourage people who are listening to move forward in faith and to look at the end times as something to pursue with a passion, to know that we are excited about Christ coming at any moment, living for Him the best we can until that time, and doing all we can to share that message with others. And we want those who are listening today not to just go watch the trailer, go to beforetherath.com, although we do. How are some ways people can get involved in supporting the film and to perhaps use it in their own ministry? ministries or churches. Yeah, in fact, that's kind of one of the major goals of this film is to get it in the churches. And we've already received messages from hundreds of churches all over the United States talking about the interest of showing this publicly. And we absolutely encourage that. That's the point of it. Um, in fact, you know, that the pastors have some of the some of the hardest jobs in the world. And we know that that Bible prophecy is being marginalized in the church. Um, in fact, just to give you a quick statistic. Um, it, it's debated that roughly a third, about 27% of the Bible, is is prophetic. And yet, working with LifeWay Research, um, it, we were able to discover that grabbing they grabbed a sample of 450 sermons from, from random pastors from different denominations from all over the United States. And what they found is that only 2% of sermons at any given moment contained anything prophetic or was even from a prophetic book of the Bible. And so if you take a pastor and say, hey, let's just randomly teach from any book, you know, or any chapter of the Bible, well, you have roughly a 30% chance that you're going to touch on something prophetic. I mean, that's just statistics. So the fact that you only have 2% of sermons in the entire country that touch on anything prophetic means that it is being intentionally marginalized. It's being intentionally avoided. Now, the danger in that, and kind of one of the points in the film what's so tragic about this and why we're seeing such a falling away of people looking to the hope of Christ's return and things like the rapture is because you can't remove prophecy from the Bible without also removing the return of Christ. They go hand in hand. And so the reason why we're seeing a lot of this being marginalized is because of all the sensationalized media, kind of what we were just talking about, is that pastors, it, it, it's become controversial. They don't want to be part of that fringe. They don't know how to address it anymore in the church, and so it's avoided. And there's a lot of pastors that want to address it, but don't know how. And so this film, actually, parts of it are geared specifically to the pastors and those that want to talk to others about biblical eschatology and the return of Christ and the rapture in a rational way that really unites Christians in these last days. And that's exactly what this film truly does accomplish. And I want to give you just three takeaways very quickly. One, please go to beforetherath.com, check out the trailer yourself, and consider requesting your own copy on DVD. I want to encourage you to do that. It'll help you in your own walk with God in a special way. Second, I want to encourage you to share this trailer with someone else today. This is a fabulous film, and there aren't that many good Christian films coming out on a daily or weekly basis, especially those about the end time. So share this on social media and email. Tell it to your friends and family. And then third, I want to encourage you to talk with your pastor or your Bible study group at your church and encourage them to find a way to use Before the Wrath in their church ministry, whether it's a group showing like Brent has talked about today or in your small group at your church. Please don't just share this with one or two people. Share it with your entire church. BeforeTheWrath.com is the film website or click on the links below where you're listening to this podcast. We want to encourage you to go to IamAWatchman.com as well and subscribe to our email for all the latest. And you can also subscribe to us on YouTube or our podcast on SoundCloud.com. Thanks again and join us next time on A View from the Wall. 
A View from the Wall, in association with I Am a Watchman Ministries, exists to equip a worldwide audience with biblical truth, sharing it with others, and being prepared for Christ's imminent return. The team seeks to encourage, inspire, and equip watchmen for such a time as this. For information about the ministry and upcoming events, visit IamAWatchman.com. A View from the Wall is made possible by the team of dedicated pastors, editors, and the many contributors of I Am A Watchman Ministries. To support our efforts, give online at IamAWatchman.com and click on the Donate button. Thanks for listening, and join us again next time on A View from the Wall.